The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Sunday night. Here we are recapping week one. And it was a pretty lackluster week one until the late game, saving the day. Why don't you guys guess in PPR the five highest scorers in all positions? Tyreek Hill. That's number two. Tua Bailoa. That's number tied for number two. Guys, probably decimal points ahead of the other guys. So we'll give him number two. Eckler. Nope. McCaffrey. Nope. McCaffrey. No. McCaffrey's teammate. Jalen Warren. Oh, Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, number three. And another wide receiver. Uh, oh, no, a former wide receiver quarterback combo that now are on different teams, but both had big games in the four o'clock window. Why am I blanking on it? Oh, uh, Jordan Jacoby Love and Myers. Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones. Mac, yeah. How uh, many points did Mac have? 29 points. He is QB2. On the waiver wire in most leagues. How about it? All right, welcome, everybody. Sunday night, we try to recap as much as we can. It's going to be a long show. Put your seatbelt on. Adam, Dave, and Heath. Uh, let's start with our biggest winner. Give me one. Biggest winner, Heath. No. I, gosh darn it, Adam. You told me to send you in the three winners. I thought we were going to do an intro thing. You were going to ask me a question. Maybe a theme song, Heath. Like- yes. I'd already... Just completely forgotten about you the guys that I sent you, you winner? as winners. My biggest yeah. winner, it yeah. has to be Kenny, Kenny G, Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> um, the, there were some some beat writer training camp battles going on with the uh, reports of the uh, of the Eagles' backfield and who was going to lead and who was getting the first team snaps, and it was all Kenny Gainwell. Um, yeah. complete and utter domination. I believe last I one carry each for DeAndre Swift and Boston Scott. They both got three yards on those carries. They threw it to DeAndre Swift twice 
One time he completely whiffed and dropped the pass. The other time he caught it and gained zero yards. And he had more catches somehow than Dallas Goddard, who we'll talk about a little bit later. But Gainwell, holy cow, 14 carries, four catches, and he gets Minnesota next week. He is 54% rostered. Is Kenneth Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell, whatever the heck his name is, is he the number one waiver wire priority? Because there are some other ones, obviously, of Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, uh, Gus Edwards. Obviously, we'll talk about Dobbins, unfortunately. Uh, Uh, Who's the number one waiver wire priority? We had a very sad Jamie. Uh, when we were watching games this afternoon because of Dobbins. Until until the start of the week started playing, I would presume. Yeah, and then once there was the we got going, he started to perk up yes. a little. But he was sad about Dobbins. He he was um who's the number one who's the number one waiver wire priority? It's Gainwell for me. And I think you gotta like you gotta make a big move. One of the best offenses in the NFL and of all the splits that we saw this week, this one wasn't close. Yeah. Are you worried that it could end up being a mirage. Oh, it could be, but there, I, I don't I know what certain. better indicator you're going to take a shot at on what offense. Because I think they want to try and tailor how they use the running backs based on the opponents that they have. Now, in saying that, I would have told you before the game that DeAndre Swift was the best opponent that they could have gone with against the Patriots, and they decided that they felt best with Gainwell in the backfield. Did he do well enough in this game to warrant another week where the Eagles don't need uh, Rashad Penny when they're playing on a short week. Well, you know, the other thing to consider is, look, we're just talking about picking some up on the waiver wire. We're not talking about calling him a must start. Uh, this wasn't the best offense for running backs. Now, they did throw to him a lot today. He had four catches, but yeah, they steal, you know, Hurt steals a lot of touchdowns. And Miles Sanders was basically a workhorse last year, and he was just, just outside the top 20 per game. But in terms of getting someone on your roster, Kenneth Gainwell getting pretty much all of the running back touches is very exciting. Dave, who's your biggest winner? First of all, did my connection just die? I think maybe a little bit. Yeah, but you're back. Who, who's your biggest winner other than your wife? Hey, let's let's just make it easy and say Brandon Ayuk is someone you don't have to ask questions about for fantasy for the, for I, the foreseeable future. I, I'm all, the only pushback I'm going to give it all, and I wish I would have. I, mean, I moved them closer this week. Then I had them in my draft rankings, but I'd mentioned before that Jacob Gibbs had talked about how great Ayuk is at earning targets when they play teams that play a lot of man. And Dave, I asked you earlier this week, does Pittsburgh play a lot of man or a lot of zone? Most teams, I think 70% of teams play a lot more zone than they do man. Yep. I, and so I was Pittsburgh was one of those man heavy teams. Playing early and it killed them. It, it absolutely so, crushed them. So I don't know if they, if they go back to playing a zone team next week that this performance has any impact on his target share. I don't know. I think he's going to have built-in upside that fantasy managers are going to want to put in their lineup no matter who they play. And it's right. the Rams next week. Rams surprised. Their defense yeah. was definitely surprising in this game, in their game against Seattle. Man, they whooped Seattle. That was the biggest surprise of the they day. They really did. In the second half, Seattle had no shot. Uh, the biggest losers. Dave, give me one big loser. The biggest loser that I'm coming up with, first and foremost, is Drake London who not only had no catches but one target and it's it and it's in this very familiar looking Falcons offense that only threw the ball 18 times how many more games are we going to have like this where Ritter doesn't have uh a lot of pass attempts now there was i believe he had a play a catch called back by a penalty but that that's not of any consolation to anybody this is a mess, and I think Drake London kind of takes Ayuk's place on the 
do I start him? How do I feel about starting him? Could he be any good? Could he be a bust? Uh, I am I am particularly nervous about Drake London. All right. Well, we saw Green Bay put up a big number today. The next three games for Drake London and Desmond Ritter are Green Bay, Detroit, and Jacksonville. So you cross your fingers, hope that they actually have to throw a little bit more. But uh, yeah, bad. Drake London, T. Higgins, and Dallas Goddard combined for zero. Is that wait? Yeah, zero yards, right? Zero yards for those three guys combined. London, yes, Higgins, Goddard. As many yards amazing. as Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, and Adam. <laughs> uh, Heath, who's your biggest loser? I really wanted to keep this positive and just talk about all the good performances this week, but I'll, I'll say Christian Kirk. It was uh, a disaster. Zay Jones way more involved than Kirk was. Um, I look dumb on that one. And maybe it could like, again, everything that we're talking about is one week mm-hmm. and week two could look completely different. And there's gonna be a lot of things that are like that, but this, this felt really bad. 42 of 69 snaps. For Christian Kirk. Not even a full-time player. Ridley, Ridley played 56. Where's Zay Jones on here? Oh, he played even more than Ridley. 61 wow. snaps. What, for Zay what I will say, and we'll talk about Jacksonville plenty later, like one, one of my winners was Trevor Lawrence because Calvin Ridley was just like so, so good. I, I didn't. I watched a lot of that game. I didn't think Lawrence played particularly well or looked very comfortable. And so I wonder if maybe they that could change that Kirk could get on the field more, but he didn't have a whole lot of success outside of throwing to Ridley. All right, so a big winners: Kenneth Gainwell, Brandon Ayuk. Big losers: Drake London, Christian Kirk. We have many more winners and losers to talk about. We have injuries to talk about. Michael Pittman was a winner. Kenneth uh, Ken Walker, Zay Flowers. Wow, I am so yes. regretful that I didn't draft any Zay Flowers. That guy is electric. <laughs> And um, let's go through. Can't say I feel the same. Well, good for you. Well, no, because because you drafted him, not because you don't right, regret not having him. him. <laughs> um, we've got uh, plenty of programming for you beyond the box score tomorrow, looking like eleven thirty a.m. Eastern. If you want to watch it live, and it'll be published shortly thereafter, maybe more like one thirty. Um, and we have a stream Monday night. Join us for our seven thirty p.m. stream before Monday night football to answer some waiver wire questions. And if you have any last minute lineup advice for the one game, which a lot of people do actually, uh, we'll be there. YouTube.com/slash Fantasy Football today. All right, the big news part one. There's a lot of big news today. Yeah. Uh, let me just kind of run through some of the injuries we'll talk about. We're going to focus on Dobbins now, but Deontay Johnson left. Anthony Richardson appears fine. He left just short of the goal line in the last minute of the game. Mike Williams came back. He was evaluated for concussion. Aaron Jones didn't seem too serious, but he left in the fourth quarter of a blowout with a hamstring. Um, update on Cooper Cup. Update on Jonathan Taylor. Evan Hull. All right. Yeah. Evan Hull does not belong in the same group as Cup and Taylor, but he did get injured. Uh, Austin Eckler's one that we have to check. He, he didn't play in the last four minutes of the game. A lot of carries for Josh Kelly. He might be the number one waiver option if there's any absence for Eckler. In fact, I'd say he probably would be. There's any absence absence for Eckler. Uh, J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles and it sucks. And what a this guy, man, just being robbed of a yeah. great career. All these injuries. Uh, but let's let's look at waiver wire here. Gus Edwards, I don't think he had a carry, maybe one before the injury, uh, but he then had a role. He had eight carries after. There's Justice Hill. Davis who was the clear like it seemed to me. Clear goal line back, clear inside the five back. Who's this? Hill, Justice Hill. 
Two point um, conversion was I, he was in there for at least four plays, I think, inside the I, five. I've got the numbers. Give me one second. Uh, he played three of three snaps inside the 10 after the Dobbins injury, six of seven on third and fourth down. Someone told me that he was going to be a sleeper this year. Kind of didn't believe him because I thought J.K. Dobbins would be really good. Now, Justice Hill is going to get an opportunity after the injury. It was really close to 50 50. Justice Hill, 52% of the snaps. And then again, six of seven snaps on third and fourth down. All three of their snaps inside the 10. So do you guys want to pick up Justice Hill? How, what's your interest level there? That he's never had more than 10 carries in yeah. a game. I, he he also averaged less than two yards a carry in this game. He feels like fool's gold. Um, Yeah, I, I would assume that it's Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette. And Kareem, will you now play for what we were going to offer you? And if no, we'll sign Leonard Fournette. What does this mean for all of the other Ravens? I mean, we have seen this story before. We've seen them go with the retreads of Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman, and it's. I feel like it's really. If hurt somebody seizes fifteen touches in that backfield, then we're going to end up starting them as a flex. I'm sorry. What does it mean for Lamar Jackson and and Co. If anything, I think if Andrews is back, he can be fine. All right. All right. We got more big news a little bit later. Let's do some buy or sell. Oh, wait, wait. So, I'm sorry. Let's go back to that because it is the big storyline here. I fooled uh, Schaefer there. Put up the new lower third. Sorry. Um, Hill, sure. is, Hill is a top priority over Edwards. I would go Hill over Edwards. I don't feel good about either one, to be honest with you. Kyron Williams or Ravens running back? Williams. I guess Williams. Okay. That it, That's very much in pencil. For me, Gainwell's, really, I, Gainwell's in a different category than all the Oh, my guys. gosh. Such a different stratosphere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What? Uh, all right. What about Puka Nakua? If I don't need a running back desperately, then yes, Nakua would be ahead of those guys too, except Gainwell. Eh, maybe even ahead of Gainwell. I'd go, I'd go Gainwell, Puka, Hill, Kelly for now, but let's see. Puka was impressive, but I think I just think the Rams overall were very, very impressive. Anyone else we're forgetting here, waiver wire wise? I mean, we'll get questions about Tutu Atwell, right. who had a also a very good game. Um, other names that we're forgetting about, I don't know what the roster ship is on Nico Collins. Mm. If Jacoby Myers is okay, I'm pretty sure we'll get some questions on him. Nico seventy two percent. Okay. Uh, Hurts because he five. had a really great game for a tight end. What, what's Roshan at? Roshan, yeah, but that was kind of a garbage time touchdown. Seventy-three percent. Yeah, he, he was playing earlier though, and he had six catches too. He did. Yeah, what had, is Sean Tucker at? He had four. He had four catches. Roshan Johnson had four of his six catches after it was thirty-eight to fourteen. Right. I think that was a little garbage. But he time looked field. great, didn't he? I mean, uh, Sean Tucker's only eleven percent rostered. Okay, so Tucker's a, a deep stash. I'll give you a name shallower, but if I have any quarterback concerns, I mean, should we start buying into Brock Purdy? He just, he's good. I think he's good, and he's very smart. Makes good decisions. And yeah, yeah. Seems to know what he's doing out there. I mean, what's Jordan Love's percentage? It's got to be higher than Purdy. Maybe. Jordan Love, no, it's not. It's lower. Jordan Love's 54%. Purdy's I'd 63. go in that direction first because he's putting up numbers, and he'll eventually get Christian Watson back. Okay. Yeah, I still don't really buy Purdy. I'm sorry. And I, if you're a Purdy fan, you have every right to laugh at us and, and be happy right now, but I just don't really buy it. 
Romeo Dobbs, 67% rostered. That's, uh, he caught nice two touchdowns. touchdowns. How many snaps did he play, Dave, Romeo Dobbs? I uh, happen to have it in front of me. You're going to have to give me a second. Right, I'm curious to know. While you do that. Uh, played. Got it. Oh, there's six, 29 of 60 snaps. And he caught two touchdowns. And remember, he was on a snap count because of his hamstring. Buy or sell time. Here we go. Buy or sell. Tyler Algier with his 15 carries compared to 10 for Bijan and two rushing touchdowns and the goal line work for Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier will prevent Bijan Robinson from being a fantasy superstar. Sell. He really shouldn't. (laughs) It's just like, and, and like Bijan was obviously great today. Six catches. What do you have? 20, 19 fantasy points. So, he didn't prevent him from it today, but I mean, they got freaking Kyle Pitts and Drake London combining for two catches for 44 yards. I don't know why I would trust that he's not going to give Algier 15 carries and Bijan 10 carries all season long. I don't think there's any reason to ascribe any sort of sensibility to the way this goes. And, and they might still win too. They won. Yeah. Like his priorities are not our priorities. Uh, buy or sell. Kyron Williams is the best Rams running back for fantasy purposes. Bye. <laughs> I struggle because I, I don't think he's a particularly talented three down type of a running back. I think he's better in passing down situations. I know he scored a couple of short yardage touchdowns. Everybody's excited about that. Clearly, it's going to be a mess with that backfield. And they're just, they're not going to, they're not going to be. I'd be surprised if the Rams are this good every week. I am going to, uh, I'm doing a look up now. So Dave's going to have to answer the next one or two because how many, like, who was the last guy that had 20 plus carries for fewer than 30 yards? <laughs> Got to look up Zeke against Tennessee. I don't know if he got that. Cam Akers had 22 carries for 29 yards today. Yeah, that's a fair point. So you're thinking maybe the coaching staff will see that and say, forget about this. Let's just go with Kyron Williams. Well, they've done that once or twice in Akers' career already. I know. So, and they eventually (laughs) come back to him. How many of those carries were... Late, maybe. I don't, I don't, I'm not making no, he was bad early in the game. He was out before he scored his two touchdowns before Akers. Yeah. Oh, I know that. I know that. I'm just, I'm trying to think about like, is Cam Akers getting just a bunch of carries and he doesn't really care what he does with them? They're just trying to kill the clock. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't say if that's it. Look, it was bad. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Anthony Richardson is a must start quarterback. Buy or sell? Oh, 100% buy. He's at Houston next week. Buy it. Much better passer than he's ever looked in his life. At Houston, by the way. And he still missed a bunch of throws. The team that allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks last year and just held Lamar Jackson to a pretty lousy game. Adam, I want to talk about this for a second. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, please. Even I was a little bit wrong here, and that's what I was going to talk about with the Michael Pittman winner thing. I was... So impressed in one regard and a little bit disappointed in the other at the way he handled the pocket. And he got took probably a sack or two he shouldn't have, and they didn't protect him necessarily great. But like we see Justin Fields, and I'll pick on him for a second. He drops back 
and one guy's not open, two guys not open, and where's the running lane? And Richardson was just firing the ball. He did not scramble as much as I would like for him to for fantasy purposes. But I I think he looked better and more comfortable playing quarterback than Justin Fields or Bryce Young or CJ Stroud today. Justin Fields got to stop taking sacks. He's just, it's killing him. Uh, yeah, Richardson, look, I think we all know <laughs> well, what's at stake with me and Richardson. The Michael Pittman 39-yard touchdown on the screen was tough. Was a tough pill to swallow for me. I could deal with him scoring a rushing touchdown. That was, but all right. He gets 23 fantasy points, 22.9 fantasy points in his debut, started in only 21% of leagues. Um, all right, last one. Buy or sell Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson are on bust alert. Jackson scored 6.6 fantasy points. Justin Fields scored 16.5 fantasy points against Green Bay. No. Sell the hell out of that. And if anybody in your league is nervous after one week about either guy and uh, you want to upgrade your quarterback situation, now's the time to do it. Why was Joe Burrow not in this one? Yeah, that's a good question. That's fine. Are you putting him on bust alert? He's just every bit as close, right on the exact same line as Fields and Jackson. I mean, that was a really ugly. The weather was, I, man, he was terrible. The Browns secondary was great. That was one of the games I had on. Guys were not really open. Higgins had eight targets, didn't catch one of them. Covered very well downfield. But I, the the rain, I think, affected both quarterbacks. It was bad. Um, and maybe Burrow was rusty. Maybe he was playing hurt. But that's one oh, I didn't were, see very much at all. I have no comment. They were all over him. Yeah. All over him in that game. The, the offensive line could not the, hold the up. Bengals, the Bengals' offensive line was doing a bad job of protecting him? Yeah. That doesn't sound you wanna, like him. You want another hot take since I give those out uh, too regularly now? If yeah. Deshaun Watson can go back to being Deshaun Watson, the Browns are a true contender. Would you agree with that? Because their defense looked yes. great today. And Chubb is just, you know, he's Chubb. He's freaking great. How many sacks? Burr only got sacked twice, but man, I feel like... Did either of you have a feeling about Deshaun Watson being, like, feeling better about he is going to be that guy or feeling worse about he is going to be? No, yes. A little bit worse worse about it. A little bit worse. He had a lot of terrible throws. Yeah. I thought I only saw, like, and this was probably some bias, the only drive I really saw was his last drive of the first half, and it sounds like it was his best. He threw a couple dimes and then ran in the touchdown, but he was just terrible the rest of the day. I'll tell you, man, the, the interception he threw, I don't know what that was. So he's not back, oh, but the, the weather was really bad. All right, we'll take a break here. When we come back, uh, we will get, get to some more news, talk about Deontay Johnson and more winners and losers, and then we'll recap every game for you. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The big news, part two. 
Part deux. Deontay Johnson left in the third quarter. And also Cameron Hayward left in the first half. It was a terrible day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get Cleveland next week. Um, any If Deontay Johnson misses some time, is there any Steeler you'd want to pick up? I'm going to puke how, in my how, mouth. How <laughs> excited would you be about 11 PPR points? It's, yes, yeah, it's Allen Robinson. That's Allen Robinson. Okay. Uh, far, is Farmuth okay? I know that he left. Did he come back? He came back yeah, and scored a touchdown back. after he left. Okay. Good. He did. I thought he. I thought that was before. Or did he leave again? He, would he may have left more than once. Really, I think he gets a shot to break out without Deontay there. If Deontay misses time, it looked like a terrible injury. He was ruled out immediately. He was clutching his hamstring, uh, grabbing it like he was grabbing like a like a part of a pillow on a couch. All it right. Was, uh, it was not. It was not good looking. It didn't look good. Not much was for the Steelers today. Okay. No. Uh, Mike Williams was evaluated for a concussion, but he returned. Greg Dulcich left, I think, in the first half with a leg injury. Uh, Aaron Jones says it's not so bad. Just saw an update there, his hamstring injury, but we'll have to check on that. They are at Atlanta next week. Uh, AJ Dillon, man, geez, be better. Green Bay. They Wagner. did not have a meaningful snap, offensive snap after that, did they? No. No, it was a blowout. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Jaden Reed, Green Bay rookie receiver, he left with cramps. He came back in. Jacoby Myers left with a scary concussion late in that game. Um, so they have the Dolphins, and Myers had a huge game. He was the number two, number three wide receiver behind, behind Hill and Ayuk. Uh, Tyler Lockett was evaluated for a concussion, but he came back. I mean, I think the biggest egg today was the Seahawks. My gosh, they barely had the ball, which is not new for the Seahawks, uh, but they were terrible. 12 Cooper. yards, 12 net yards in the second half. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, how many yards did the Steelers have for the whole game? 12. Or did they finally have one drive? 13. For the- <laughs> what? 13. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was bad. Uh, sorry, let me just get through this. Cooper Cup on IR. I think you, I'm sure you all probably knew that, but we haven't said it on the show. Uh, an update on Kyler Murray from our Jonathan Jones. Barring any setbacks, the hope is in Arizona is that Murray can return around or by midseason, perhaps as early as late October. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is expected to be ready for week five. That's for, a winner. Yeah, that's good. I know that is a, a fantasy winner. winner from week one. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, Dave. I he's one of your winners. Um, Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch and Evan Hull left in the second half. A lot of touches for Deion Jackson. Didn't really do much with it. He fumbled twice and got benched for Jake flash funk. <laughs> All right, let's go to the winners. Three from each of you. Heath, you've got Michael Pittman. Oh, I should have queued up music. Ken Walker and Kenneth Gainwell. We already talked about Gainwell, so let's talk about Pittman. Yeah, I don't think that the Colts pass offense is going to be as nerfed as I'd originally anticipated. They are. I think there will still be a, a relatively normal number of pass attempts, and Pittman absolutely dominated targets. I think he can be a, a boom-bust number three wide receiver, which is a lot higher than where I was drafting him to be. Okay, Ken Walker. You know, look, the stats not great, but he but he dominated the touches and that's what we wanted to see. Clear clear domination and the few touches that Sharp's got, he didn't do anything with. So, I think it, a few more weeks at least for Ken Walker in this role is and a lot of the rookies didn't have as big a role in week 1 as what we we're projecting for them later in the year. So, I wouldn't be dropping Zach Charbonnet either, but it's a good start for Ken Walker. 
you know, I would like to get more of an explanation on why um, Tank Bigsby wasn't ruled to basically have stopped playing. You know, I would like to know all that play was ridiculous. How about the patience from Doug Peterson? Because Tank Bigsby had already blown one interception where the ball hit him right in two hands and he just gave it to the defense, Kadarius Tony style. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he picks up a fumble and just stands there while somebody takes it from him. And then he gets to come in and score a touchdown later. That's a lot of patience with a young guy. Your other winner was Ken Game, Kenneth Gainwell. We already talked about him. Dave, your winners are Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Zay Flowers, who was started in only 30% of leagues, had nine catches for 78 yards on 10 targets. And Jonathan Taylor. Let's talk about Zay Flowers at Cincinnati next week. No Mark Andrews here. So, you know, how much does that factor in your rest of season evaluation for Flowers off to an awesome start? We are now looking at a Ravens offense that doesn't have a great run game. And with that being the case, I think we're going to continue to see Lamar throw. I think they they manufactured targets for Zay Flowers, and he did a good job with them. Not a great receiving average. If, if you told me he was going to get as many catches as he had, I would have told you he would have had triple digits. But those games will come. I think he's clearly their most explosive receiver and uh, the guy that will lead them in targets this year. I buy fully into him. Look for him now as a flex play, a number three wide receiver. Hopefully he builds on it and becomes a number two wide receiver for fantasy managers. So if we were playing buy, sell, hold, it would be a buy or a hold? On He's a buy. Okay. I mean, I don't know who's selling him. That's part of the problem. Right. But maybe what you're hoping for is someone has him on their team and he's on their bench and they're loaded at wide receiver and you've got Drake London and or Tyler Lockett or whoever stunk today and you want to get a boost. Maybe he won't cost you an arm and a leg because he's a bench receiver for somebody else. And now Jonathan Taylor, things looking better for him with the week five return seeming likely. So he's a winner for you. I wonder what the Colts are thinking because Deion Jackson fumbled twice and he wasn't particularly effective when he played. We don't know how serious the whole injury is. Not that he was setting the world on fire. Do they, do they try and get Taylor to agree to a contract extension or something to make him happy? Or do they just come to an agreement that they say, all right, we uh, we won't tag you or we'll give you an extra couple million bucks uh, when you pass your physical and week before week five, you'll play for us instead of us trading you to another team. And then he comes back and he ends up being good. So I wonder if this is the time. I wasn't even sure if there would be a time where we would try and acquire Jonathan Taylor, but I wonder if now's the time to do it. People who have him, of course, they're going to say, well, he's coming back in a few weeks. I think that's probably the case. Maybe you make a run for Taylor if uh, if you've got a couple of good bench players after week one. And my, the team my that hot take. Taylor lost in week one. My hot take is that the Colts would have won if Jonathan Taylor had played today. They gave him a real, oh, real yeah. battle. And remember, that their defense a couple years ago, their run defense with Shaq Leonard was really good. Um, and it yeah. was pretty good until I don't know if that's passed. I don't know if that's going to come back. But I, I, I think you've got a good case to be made there, Heath. A couple of turnovers from the run game. Run game really couldn't get anything going. All right, well, I mean, let's, let's go to our bonus winner. Yeah. Bonus winner. I know you wanted another one, Dave. I'll give it to you. Bonus winner, Romeo Dobbs. 67% rostered, 6% started, five targets, limited snaps, but he caught two touchdowns. And when he does get that snap rate up, he will play every down, and he might lead this team in targets this year. Well... He's going to got a head start, that's for sure. 
All right, losers. But no, you know what, though, Dave? Like, that's what a lot of people were saying. You know, it's He's going to end up yeah. with a great, great value pick. Sure. Uh, losers. Oh, my God. <laughs> big, big night for Micah Parsons tonight. Oh I need a big God. night for Micah Parsons. A, a, a kick, a field goal blocked in return for a touchdown. Unbelievable. Uh, Drake London is a Dave loser. Uh, we already so- talked about London. Uh, you can be patient with him if you want to, but let, let's take a guess on this. How many times this year will the Falcons throw 31 or more passes in a game? S- seven. Okay. Those are going to be the games where you'll feel okay starting London as a number three receiver. Everybody's freaking out about Pitts, too. He had a pretty bad game. He had one long catch. Everybody but... did. And they, they threw the ball 18 times. I think, though, and I'll have to, I, I don't have the. I'll know all this stuff on Monday. Dave's got it all at his fingertips right now. I'm what do you watching want the Giants. I'm laughing at him. Uh, the, the felt like Carolina really did a good job of dominating the ball in this game. I would assume that Carolina did, or that Atlanta didn't run very many plays. Uh, uh, 34 minutes for Carolina, 25 minutes for Atlanta. I okay. can do the math on the plays. No, it's all want. right. It's all right. Let's go to Rashad White. He was a loser. So is Jamal Williams. Couple running backs um, who had similar stat lines. Rashad White, 17 carries for 40 yards, two catches for 10 yards at Minnesota. Jamal Williams, 18 carries for 45 yards, two catches for seven yards against Tennessee. Uh, how are you feeling about them, Dave? Yeah, they weren't quite as bad as Cam Akers, but they were in the same ballpark. And I just, I wonder how much longer Rashad White has as the main back, that volume running back that we talked about with him. And not that Sean Tucker was great either. His first run was nice. He only averaged three yards per carry, but this seems got to get a run game going. Otherwise, Baker's going to implode on them. I'd like to see what they do moving forward. And I wonder if it'll be uh, more of a split next week with Tucker and and uh, Rashad White. I wonder. I also think if you've got Rashad White, you should stash Tucker. I think that's just a must to get. White did play 79% of the snaps, 16 of 18 snaps on third and fourth down, all three of their snaps inside the 10. He just looked miserable. I wonder if Jamal Williams will be droppable after week three because week four, we know that Alvin Kamara is coming back. Yeah, I mean, in in his defense, in Jamal Williams' defense, the Titans were arguably the best run defense in football last year. And I think it's been two years in a row they've been top three in fantasy points allowed to running backs or among the three best. So, Would you, would you agree that next week touches. is the, the Joe Boo week for Jamal Williams? Well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to start him once Kamara comes back, so you got to hope. You well, got right, two he's more playing weeks. at Carolina. Carolina just allowed Tyler Algier to look like what we thought B. John Robinson would be, and they allowed B. John Robinson to look like what we thought B. John Robinson would be. So it should be a good matchup for Jamal Williams. You can go to him again next week, but if he doesn't do well next week, you're, you're drop-kicking him to the waiver wire. It's Joe Boo time. Okay. Heath's losers are Damian Pierce, who had 13 touches, 47 total yards, a bad game at Baltimore. Christian Kirk, who we already talked about, one catch on three targets, and Cam Akers, who we also already talked about. So, Damian Pierce, Heath. This was really, and it was a bad, bad game script, but I thought Damian Pierce was going to catch some more passes this year. I thought... Like, if he's going to just completely disappear from the game plan whenever they're down two scores, he's only going to play about 50% of the snaps this year, I'm afraid, because they're going to be down two scores a lot. I was very discouraged. I don't know. 
what the breakdown was of how what time Mike Boone was in, but I got it was it. way too much. And that game was not not far enough apart. I mean, I know that he played 31% of the snaps, uh-huh. but was that all after the game was not competitive? He had nine snaps in the fourth quarter, uh, 13 of 22 Texan snaps on third and fourth down. Remember he mattered a lot more than anybody thought he would. What we used to say for Dave, the quicker, slicker, looker, upper. <laughs> well, Dave. I'm actually using Dave's Twitter thread of snap percentages so that I could say what the snap percentage was for Boone. So he's an official statistics source now. Yeah, okay. Uh, my, my data source is Dave Richards' Twitter. Nice. All right, well, let's see if the Colts run defense, again, they were pretty damn good until that ETN uh, touchdown run at the end. That's Damian Pierce's uh, next opponent, and hopefully a better game script for him as they lost twenty-five to nine to the Ravens, and they had the ball. And at the time of possession was actually pretty even. Wow. So, how about a bonus loser, Dallas Goddard? The Eagles' offense actually wasn't very good in this game. They had a pick six that Facts. helped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were at New England, and Dallas Goddard had one target and no catches. It was basically just Devonte Smith. And AJ Brown and a little bit of Gainwell, I guess. But who's concerned about Dallas Goddard? Like Lamar and Fields and Burrow, I don't think I'm adjusting my ranking of him one iota next week based on this week. Okay. Career days. This segment probably should have been a, a lot longer, but I, I ran out of time. But we had Joe Burrow throwing for the, the fewest yards of his career, 82 yards. His previous low was 148 yards. Travis Etienne, I think, had five catches today. His previous career high was three, so career day for him. And Austin Eckler had the longest run of his career. He had a 55-yard scamper. Got caught from behind, though. Well, loser. It was a great game, 36-34. The Dolphins with the win. They got some key sacks at the end of the game. Um, Yeah, big win for the Dolphins on the road. Some more news. Defensive injuries, basically. Well, first of all... I don't know how Tennessee was not rewarded with a fumble recovery for a touchdown on that Derek Carr play. I mean, that was such a clear fumble. Yep. And they called it incomplete, and then they reviewed it, and they kept it incomplete. I don't get that. Refs don't determine games, but the refs cost the Titans that game. There were multiple instances of terrible officiating against the Titans. J.C. Horn, Carolina cornerback, he left in the second quarter. The guy cannot stay healthy. I don't know if he came back. I hope he did. Uh, Marcus Williams, Baltimore safety. He left in the second quarter with a shoulder injury. That's a couple of defensive, a secondary injuries now for the Ravens. And they have the Bengals next week. Tennessee cornerback, Christian, Christian Fulton left in the second quarter. Do we know if, did Quinton Nelson come back into the game? He left with a toe injury. I believe he did. I think you're right. But Cleveland right tackle, Jack Conklin left was carted off with a knee injury. So that he one did not come back. Could be bad. How about Brandon Scherf for the Jaguars? Got carted off and came back. That was my next note. That's a tough dude. Minnesota left tackle Garrett Bradbury left in the second quarter. And there were some other things, too. Um, anything from the goal line? Any goal line stuff that was interesting? Raheem we Mostert. can get to it as we go along with the games. I've got it all with the running backs. Keenan Allen um, had an almost touchdown. It was ruled a touchdown and then overruled. Yeah, and that ended up being a Donald Parham touchdown catch two plays later. Uh, That's were, good for everybody that started Donald Parham. Zach Ertz had a, had a lot of targets, and he was wide open for a touchdown, and he was overthrown on that. 
So he probably that's not going to change in the next two months. No, but if he caught that touchdown, <laughs> I guarantee his his waiver wire appeal would be a lot higher, just because the stats would be a lot better. Deontay Johnson should have had a touchdown. Kenny Pickett was so bad he missed him on that play. Um, Mike Evans dropped what should have been a catch and run for a touchdown that would have been his second. Uh, there were some others. All right, let's go to the games. Atlanta 20. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go to the games. Atlanta and Carolina hey. will be our first one, and we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Falcons, 24. The Panthers, 10. Anything other than the running back? We talked, I think, extensively about Atlanta here. What do we want to say about Carolina? Or do we have a believe it or not, Heath, about Carolina? Well, I'm not writing believe it or not this year, but I could still do believe it or not for the podcast if you want to. Ooh, I think podcast that sounds great. exclusive, baby. Pod- yeah. Podcast exclusive. Um, <laughs> believe it. No, I think believe it or not, the Panthers offense is going to be so running back heavy that Miles Sanders can be good, even though he shared way too much with Chuba Hubbard. Like I think that the and you can frame this however you want, but it was a really bad news day for Sanders in terms of Hubbard was really involved early and often, but they ran their offense like the Lions of last year, to where there were so many running back touches it didn't matter. Man, but believe it or not, it, it, you shouldn't be disappointed. You shouldn't be disappointed if you're the Miles Sanders manager. Okay, I know he had the fumble. But he had 22 touches and 98 total yards. That's and that's six good. targets. Yeah, like that's be ha- you should be happy. Are we all on the I same that. page there? I believe it. He played 58 percent of the snaps, both of the Panther snaps inside the 10, where Chuba really dominated was on third and fourth down. So all the talk about Sanders being a three down back, they didn't let him really do that in this game. 12 of 16 third and fourth downs. Went to Chuba Hubbard. It was kind of like the Mixon situation because Hubbard played at what, 12 of 16, you said? 12 of 16 on third and fourth down. And had two targets compared to six for Sanders. Yeah. All right, real quick, guys. Adam Thielen is 70% rostered. I know he came into this game with an injury. He had a nothing game. Uh, easy to drop, Adam Thielen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. San Francisco 30 and Pittsburgh 7. What do we got, Heath? Um, believe it or not, you should probably just sit everybody against the 49ers. Checks to see who the 49ers They were. It's the Rams. Dominant. They were. It's an easy one. Yeah, they they look great. And goodness, this just doesn't sound right to say, but it it felt like the Steelers were really unprepared, especially on offense. It took them forever to get anything going. Well, 
believe it or not, the Steelers offense should be forgiven for this performance because they played the 49ers. Um, so file it away. I don't think you should just ignore it. But I but I'm not benching anybody on the Steelers next week specifically because of this game. Are we going to make excuses for them when they get shellacked by the Browns next week? Because that after that, the schedule looks pretty good for Pittsburgh. I think that's an excellent oh, wow. test case. I would not be I would be zero percent surprised if Pittsburgh beats Cleveland by two scores next week. And then after that, it's Las Vegas and Houston on the road. Then they get Baltimore, then a bye. Then they're at the Rams. Are the Rams really this good? Then they get the Jaguars, uh, Titans after that. I'm not ready to judge the Steelers off of this one game. And I'm looking to see if I can get those man zone splits for you, Heath, because I'm curious about that too. Well, I will say this was another game I had on. You know, I had red zone on and I had two games streaming and it was the Browns Bengals and it was the Niners Steelers. You know, you can credit the Niners all you want, but Kenny Pickett was awful. You know, he missed easy throws and nothing, nothing like what we saw in the preseason. Uh, so that was really disappointing. Uh, any thoughts on the, on Najee Harris? <laughs> any thoughts on Najee Harris and Jalen Warren? Najee, 77% started. He had eight touches in this game. Warren had also eight touches. They both were terrible. Najee had a 24-yard run. But uh, any thoughts? Warren about had more fantasy points than PPR. Wow. <laughs> About that, um, both flexes next week. Still, Harris over Warren for me. Uh, I'm gonna agree with that. Najee played 52% of the snaps, Warren played 39% of the f- snaps, Anthony McFarland played 8% of the snaps. However, half of the third and fourth down snaps, there were 18 of them for Pittsburgh, those went to Warren. They were inside the 10 for three snaps. Warren was in on two of the three. Now, I do think. To this game script specifically, if you were going to lay out all the different game scripts, this one would have favored Warren more than most. So if next week's uh, 17-14 game, I would expect Harris to play more snaps and Warren to play fewer. Okay, let's go to Washington. Can I say one last thing? Yeah. I'm not ready to leave the Jalen Warren station yet, and people are going to drop him in your leagues after one week if they if they picked him up. If you can stash him, recommend stashing him. Did you guys think it was weird that Cincinnati benched Burrow and the offensive starters with like four minutes left? They didn't bench the offensive starters. They benched just Burrow. They did, yeah. Ch- Chase and Higgins were both out there? Well, Chase certainly was. I mean, uh, yeah, it was just like benching Burrow. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think it's a big deal. But, yeah, they, uh, they, they kept the, their the other kicked. guys in. He has a bad calf. I have a hard time yeah. imagining like Allen or Mahomes sitting at that situation maybe it was the injury who knows could be but you know what burrow and uh, mahomes have the same record right now they do <laughs> okay uh bad start for d uh, for george kittle three catches for 19 yards he did have six targets washington 20 arizona 16 what do we got Ugh. um believe it or not brian robinson's a feature back Mm, no, I don't believe that. Why not? Gibbs- you know, I thought that was that was I was going to say we have a potentially a true winner here. Gibson had four touches. Robinson had twenty. Robinson played fifty eight percent of the snaps. He did have two of four inside the ten. Gibson thirty seven percent, eight of thirteen on third and fourth downs. They're not going to play against Arizona every week. 
Well, that, that's not the point, though. It's the touch distribution here, 20 to 4. You know, do you, do you, what do you make of that? Well, Gibson fumbled, correct? I'm, I'm not sure how many times he touched the ball after he fumbled, or is that? I don't know if he fumbled. I didn't see that. I thought, he did. I know Howell fumbled. Okay. He did. Gibson I can fumbled. get you that number. Like it wasn't more than than three, <laughs> right? Right. But if this was if if he didn't touch the ball or play many snaps after he fumbled it, then uh, who knows what'll happen next week? I mean, do the, do the Commanders just lose patience with Gibson? He's had a fumbling issue throughout his whole career. Do they just say, "All right, that's it. It's going to be Brian Robinson's show," or are they going to say, "All right, bad game for you, Antonio Gibson. Back to the drawing board next week." I was I was encouraged by Robinson, and I'm a. Like, I don't know if he's quite a feature back, but I'm definitely more interested in him than I was. You know, obviously you have to call it a disappointing day for Dotson and McLaurin. Dotson with five catches for 40 yards. And Howell scored 17 points. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. Uh, but we were expecting more. But Curtis Samuel was annoying in this. Yep. It was bad, bad performance by the commanders in general. Um, Howell saved his day, ironically, with a rushing touchdown. Um even though he didn't really run most of the game. But, yeah. Gibson had one touch after his fumble. It was a 10-yard catch. Dropper stash Marquise Brown, given this mid-season timetable for Kyler Murray. Stash. Okay. Cleveland 24, Cincinnati 3. There's absolutely nothing I'm going to believe it or not on the Bengals. So um, believe it or not, Elijah Moore is going to match Amari Cooper in targets this season. Both had seven in week one. There was some little whispers that Elijah Moore might be the actual number one wide receiver for the Browns this year. Uh, I don't believe it. I believe that Cooper left the game for a little bit. I'm checking to see if that really yeah, matters. He did. He did. He did. Elijah played five more snaps. The, the The right answer was Elijah will be the wide receiver one on the road and Cooper will be the <laughs> wide receiver one at home. Oh, they are clearly committed, though, to getting Elijah more of the ball. He had two carries for 19 yards yeah. in addition to three catches for 43 yards. Um, I guess they spread it around a little bit. Well, uh, how many? Watson had only 29 pass 29. attempts. Yeah. And as we talked about, it was it was not even close to a, a good game for Watson. He looked like 2022 Watson which is what we're trying to not see. Yeah. We want to see him go back to like 2019 Watson, 2020 Watson. So just to throw it out there, we have no long-term concerns about the Bengals. I have none. No. Nope. Uh, very clever Schaefer Browns cage Bengals 24 to three. All right. I like it. Let's see. Let's see what you've got for Baltimore and Houston. Let's see. Ravens. What can we do? Fear the Raven. I don't know. Baltimore 25, Houston 9. What do we got? Um, believe it or not, there will not be a consistent fantasy starter on the Texans. Oh, I don't want to believe that yet. On two fronts, not just Damian Pierce, who I think it was like 48% of the snaps, and I think that matches or comes close to what he had in week one last year. 49%. Week one of 2023, I don't have what he had in week one last year, but it, it wasn't a lot. Remember, he barely played uh, 29%. Um, how about this? This was his second lowest snap share in his career for Pierce. So get Mike good. Boone out of there and let Pierce get some of that work. 
Uh, I don't know if this was really a, a good bellwether game for Pierce. It was a tough run defense. I guess Nico had 14 points. Yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, I think he's a, he's going to be flex worthy. He's absolutely bench worthy. In PPR, I think he's going to matter. Even in non PPR, he's he's not terrible. Well, I didn't say that they would nobody would matter. I said they would not have a consistent fantasy starter. I think Collins and Pierce can be consistent for what they are, which is a. a No, denied. Consistent for what they are. No, a number two running back is Pierce, and a number three running back or a flex for Nico Collins. Receiver, yeah. All right. Um, Let's see. What do we have on the other end? Does anybody feel, I mean, man, until you start seeing Zay Flowers and some of the plays he's making, it's hard to describe. He is freaking electric. Yes. Fun. I Very feel fun. like we could have a, a star here. I mean, I, I'm not saying yeah. yes. I'm saying it's in the realm of possibility. We had conversations about him back in March. Dan Schneier was on Zay Flowers. He knew that he was talented. I thought that he had some really great film and really great qualities. Absolutely outclassed everybody in this Ravens passing game. Lamar had some great throws too. Lamar had a but, couple of really nice throws today. I, I got. I thought Flowers and Addison both. Um, like, oh yeah. Could yeah. could be stars. Mm-hmm. What if what if Addison and Jefferson are just both stars? So who do you like better rest of season right now? Flowers or Addison? Still Addison. Agreed. Okay. I should probably address Isaiah Likely. You guys were pretty low on him. Good for you. Me, Jamie, and Chris were very high on Isaiah Likely. And he had one catch for four yards on one target. And hopefully. Yeah. We don't have to make this decision anymore, but I don't think anyone's going to start him next week. I believe likely. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it was the first catch of the game, and I remember sitting there thinking, I was all wrong on Isaiah Likely. (laughs) Oops, it looks like I was all right on him. But uh, you never know how things will go from week to week, and hopefully Mark Andrews is back. Jacksonville 31, Indianapolis 21. Okay, so we hit Richardson, we hit Pittman. We um believe it or not, Calvin Ridley's a top five wide receiver rest of season. Top five. I, I maybe. I don't see why not. <laughs> but all right, so he's not we're not gonna no, put over Jefferson Chase and Hill. So could he be wider? Yeah, he could be. He could certainly be. I think I think four he could be easily. We haven't seen Stefan Diggs play. We haven't seen Garrett Wilson play. It was a, quite a performance, well, though. It was a great yards. game. He played Indy. Indy's secondary, especially on the outside, was one that I thought would be pretty bad. Are you going to add Zay Jones, 38% rostered? I am not. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Not ready for prime time, New York. Not ready for prime time. Man. Um can we just do all of our podcasts during Giants games from now on? <laughs> Jeez, man. It's the, this is you the know best what? thing ever. It's saving my furniture because I can't really react the way I want to. Tennessee. Well, how would you react? Nah, I mean, look, whatever. I'm so happy about the Hurricanes. I really don't even care about I this. know. Oh, they looked. They were fun. Yeah. Um, two defensive touch, two DST touchdowns for the Great Cowboys. job by the chat tonight, though. Tampa Bay They've 20 and Minnesota 17. And, um, okay, yeah, Tampa Bay 20, Minnesota 17. We had 19 points from Mayfield. We had 20 and a half from Cousins. With four turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He threw for 344 three. yards. Cousins had three turnovers. 
I I thought he I thought he had four. I have one interception and two fumbles. Yeah. Okay, I thought he had four. Okay, with three turnovers. What are we thinking about Godwin and Evans right now, guys? Same as I felt about them uh, a month ago, two weeks ago, a day ago. They're they're gonna be involved and have a huge concentration of targets in this offense. Baker's not great. But they're moving around, and, and they're not asking Baker to make a bunch of deep throws. He made one to Evans. That was nice. And I think that you can you, you were able to draft these guys as number three wide receivers. I think you can continue to do that with them. Yeah, I, they're still number three wide receivers. I think if anybody sees Evans' stat line and thinks, oh, he's still Mike Evans, then I'd be selling. Um, oh, yeah, you could try. You could try. Uh, this was the easiest matchup in fantasy last year, or at least one of the two or three easiest matchups. So right. Minnesota well, off to a bad start defensively. Guess who they get next? The Vikings get the Eagles. Yeah. And look who the Bucks get next. That's Thursday night, right? Uh, the yes. Bucks the get Thursday the Bears. Game. And then they yeah. get the yep. Eagles. Yeah, right. So Tampa and Chicago. So I think we can feel pretty good about starting the Bucks receivers for that game. And then we get nervous for that week three matchup against Philadelphia. Packers 38. Tell that to Kendrick Bourne. Packers 38. (laughs) Bears 20. What do we got here, Heath? Uh, Believe it or not, the Packers offense is not going to miss a beat going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. How much of this was the Bears defense? Yeah. Well, last year's Aaron Rodgers, I think Jordan Love could definitely be better than last year's Aaron Rodgers. Bears had one sack in the game. Yannick Ngakwe got to Jordan Love. I thought Love had a pretty good game. I think the Bears offense had a really rotten game. Dave, so you're not watching the game, right? Which one? The Sunday night game? Yeah. No. Okay, can I do some trivia? <laughs> Daniel I'll Jones has seven dropbacks. Okay. Seven dropbacks. How many how many well actually I think it's eight because he had a scramble. Eight dropbacks. How many passing yards does he have? Um Let's see. He has eight dropbacks with a scramble seven. He's probably completed like. Oh, just guess. Some. For God's sake, I'll just give me a damn number. Got 15 yards. 15. Are you thinking gross or net? No, enough, enough. We have to. We have he's got zero to gross, here. negative 19 net. Have oh, you been watching my. the game? You think it's his fault? He's been on his ass the entire game. <laughs> They're crushing him. They're crushing him. Give me a break, loser. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was too harsh. This was a that window was into the real See what life. I'm saying? Adam See what I'm saying? It's saving my furniture. He's like Mr. Rogers on this show. But when you start talking about Daniel Jones, the knives thing. come out. He hasn't made a bad play yet. It's, 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 defense. it's The defense is killing him. He hasn't him. made a bad he play He hasn't. He, it's, it's all the Cowboys. It's all the Cowboys. <laughs> It's the Cowboys. This is I did. I think the Cowboys defense is going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, no kidding. They, they're killing them. All right. Anyway, Green Bay thirty-eight, Chicago twenty. Um, how about? All right. I, honestly, if Aaron Jones is playing, well, he that, said after the game that he's okay. Yeah. What? What? What the heck is the point with AJ Dillon? This is the same garbage from he had two goal line carries. That was great. No, no, he had two carries uh, inside the 10. And then Aaron Jones ran it in from the one. Right. But if he doesn't score, he's terrible. And I think at least one of his catches came after the because he had two after the Aaron Jones injury. So, I mean, should we just be viewing A.J. Dillon as touchdown or bust? 
Or as a handcuff for Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even worse. <laughs> I, I think that's right. I thought there might be more targets available even for Dylan because of the wide receiver injuries, and it didn't really happen. Um, I think the idea that he's going to take anything from Aaron Jones should be like disappeared from everyone's mind. Because Aaron Jones is at the Cam Akers party. I only the only carries thing, nineteen yards. The only thing I disagree with there, no, that's AJ Dillon is at the Cam Akers party, not Aaron Jones. Um, oh, sorry. That's he is, I I still think he's the goal line guy. I don't know if he's the goal line, line guy man. anymore because he went 0 for 2 and then Aaron Jones came in and got the job done. Jones played four of six snaps inside the 10. He had the dominant on third and fourth down, nine of 13 on third and fourth downs, 68% of the snaps, all of that before he got hurt in the third quarter. But Dave, he I, Dylan was not 0 for 2 at the goal line. He had a carry from like the nine and then he had a carry from, I think, the four. And then Jones came in. So I'm right. sorry, from inside the 10, not the goal line. Yeah. My mistake. Yes. Uh, all right. If on the other side of the ball, DJ Moore, two for 25. I think he saw a pretty good amount of Jair Alexander in this game. Yeah, ended up mattering quite a bit. He was so frustrated. Should uh, should fun. his fantasy managers be frustrated? Uh, very much so. They're Concerned? Gonna, there might be a freak out on DJ Moore in fantasy leagues. Oh, I, a lot I, of I can't imagine what that would look like. <laughs> um, I don't know how you could start him with confidence next week. At Tampa, yeah, it's hard. New Orleans 16, Tennessee 15. I forgot about this uh, from the 1 o'clock slate. If if there was a veteran player who looked the worst today, it may have been Ryan Tannehill. My God, was he bad. Um, but uh, what do we have for this game? Uh, believe it or not, as long as he's healthy, Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver for the Saints. What? <laughs> what? That's as bad as your Daniel Jones take. <laughs> I was just trying to think of something. Ah, that's good. I mean, look, he had eight targets. That's very good. Uh, but Olave had uh, 10. He had 112 yards. I mean, you could say Michael Thomas, as long as he's healthy, is uh, a must start in a as a flex at, at be- as a flex at yeah, worst. He's in that range for sure. And it's nice to see. I'm happy to see it. Hopefully he stays healthy. Uh, Alave got off to a very slow start in this game. And he left with an injury and came back. Hopkins had 13 targets, seven catches for 65 yards. That was okay. And Michael, would you start next week Michael Thomas um, at Carolina or DJ Moore against Tampa Bay, at Tampa Bay? I think Thomas. I think. Oh, am I ready to make that move already? After one game, one week, I I think I'd uh, I think I'd lean toward more. All right, Rams thirty, Seattle thirteen. Rams had the ball for more than thirty nine minutes, and you know how concerned are you in general about the Seahawks passing game with Geno Smith throwing for hundred and twelve yards against? Again, I mean, maybe we'll be wrong about this, but this secondary was supposed to be one of the worst in football. Metcalf had a touchdown, but Lockett had 10 yards. JSN had 13 yards. How concerned are you guys about the Seahawks passing game? I'm not ready to say that it's going to be a flop. Lockett left with a concussion. After the game, Pete Carroll said that he's fine. JSN, his first game, five targets. Uh, You know, I I couldn't expect him to have a monster game right away. And I I guess I just, I have to say, I didn't see enough of Geno, but what I did see was disappointing. 
Didn't seem like the Geno of last year. Didn't seem like the Geno of the preseason either. And the Rams just dominated playing time. It was it, it was really a tough spot for him to be in. A, one other thing that happened in this game, and I'd like to know maybe how Geno played before and after this happened. They lost their starting right tackle, uh, Charles Cross, to an injury. And if he's out for a while, that makes a strength for the Seahawks a weakness now up front. I'm not making any drastic changes to my view of the Seahawks from this game. Um, listen, we all still think Sean McVay is a pretty good coach. He had a long time to get ready for it. Let's see what both of these teams look like next week. Uh, hopefully, you know, we get the track meet Seattle at Detroit next week. That would be nice. Las Vegas mm-hmm. 17 and Denver 16. Believe it or not, Jimmy G didn't look that bad. He came around. He he struggled early, so I, I guess I'll say that I believe you. I thought, I, believe it or not, Russell Wilson didn't look that bad. I'm not so sure that Russell that Russell Wilson is in a worse passer than Jimmy G right now. So I did not share that sentiment. He I watched started the game, game 16 of 17, but and then he ended up 27 of 34. So he threw like they had like two possessions where he yeah. just threw it to P Ryan and then he went out and then Javante came in and he threw it to Javante. It was just dump up. I mean, it was the old Drew Brees offense, mm. but they were picking up three yards at a time. I don't, I didn't see anything from Russell Wilson that I liked. I didn't see anything from Russell Wilson that I hated though. And I felt last year, every time you watched him, it was something you hated. So at the very least, I would say he looked better today. Russell Wilson did than he did for most of last year, but it wasn't great. But I look, I, I mean, if I'm also working about, on the assumption that the Raiders Judy. defense is terrible. So maybe Judy. they are better. Maybe I'm working on the bad. assumption that their front seven is better this year. They got to him twice. They sacked him twice. Um, their secondary is still a mess. Russ should have had a better game. Okay, he scored 19 fantasy points, though, so you'll take that. Jimmy Garoppolo also scored 19 fantasy points. Devontae Adams, he saw a lot of Patrick Sertan, which did not matter last year, but it did matter a little bit today. Six catches for 66 yards on nine targets. Any concerns about Josh Jacobs? Only 48 yards on 19 carries and two catches. No, I was pretty happy with his usage. I think he'll be good. Uh, what was his snap share? 80%. Seems like last year. I, I mean, we can't just ignore Jacoby Myers, right? Like, like, well, this was, is um, he okay? Yeah, it, right. he, bad. he got hurt, yeah. right. But it, that, and it did look bad, but is there something to this? I think he's their number two receiver for sure. And if, if people are going to tilt their coverage toward Devonte Adams, Garoppolo can make him pay. It looked like they were on the same page. Got two games left here. The the best game of the week. This is the game. Miami 36 and the Chargers 34. Amazing. Great game. Two is on pace for over 7,900 passing yards this season. Believe it. (laughs) That That is factually true. I don't... Believe it or not, we're not ever actually going to feel great about starting a Dolphins running back. Believe thank it. goodness, thank goodness, Mostert got in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Great game. Now it was, you know, they threw so much. They threw forty-five times. Um, maybe if they're not in a close, maybe if they're having a lead, like at New England next week, maybe they. But what was that? It wasn't even a huge thing in Mostert's favor, was it? I think Ahmed got the first carry. Ahmed had three I don't carries. know who had the first carry, but Mostert played seventy-two percent of the snaps. That's not bad. 
Slight majority on third and fourth downs. They had 10 snaps inside the 10. Most are played on all of them. Yeah. That's good. He may have, yeah. There, there were three goal line opportunities, I think, like right by the one-ish. And Tua fumbled one of them. Mostert ran one in, and Tua threw a touchdown to Craycraft. On the other side of the ball, Mike Williams left, came back. What was his snap share? Do I have to Azer stat this one? For Mike uh, I can look and see. I don't know if that necessarily matters, but he had five targets, four catches for 45 yards. Right. So you want to know just how many snaps he played? I'll tell you. Well, look, I mean, for him to have 45 yards in a game where the Chargers scored 34 points is a little disappointing. Uh, but they ran the ball a lot. They 32 carries among Kelly and Eckler in this game. 58 snaps for Mike Williams. Way more than I thought he had. Okay, I just knocked my computer on the floor, but that was not Giants related. So, uh, sure. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Anything else from this game? I don't. Did, I think you can still feel good about Keenan Allen. If Mike Williams is fine, you'll feel good about him. Gerald Everett didn't come through. You'll probably cut him. Eckler hopefully is okay. Herbert. We should talk about Justin Herbert. Okay. Who, if not for a rushing touchdown, really bad game. As it stands, not what we were expecting or hoping for from him. There were a lot more rush attempts in this game than a a 2022 Chargers game. Yeah. How do we not talk about Joshua Kelly getting as many carries as Austin Eckler? And he did great with them. Yeah, well, we kind of did earlier because Eckler left. Well, I, we don't sure. know what happened, but Kelly played a lot down the stretch, and Eckler was out late in that game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was a I lot. Mean, I wonder if they are going to start to lean into those two as a duo, and that could limit Herbert from being this pass happy quarterback that we were kind of counting on. Uh, look, Let's it wasn't. Go. It, it wasn't a great. It wasn't a great week for the top eight. Right, Mahomes. We haven't seen Allen yet. Uh, Hurts, Hurts was bad. Yeah, Hurts, Burrow Jackson, Fields, Burrow, Lawrence was fine, and uh, and who's Richardson this? was good. Richardson was good, and Tua was amazing. We're talking Two about the top eight. People were afraid to take. <laughs> well, Herbert actually outscored almost all of it. Actually, I think Herbert may have. Uh, no, I think Mahomes barely beat him. But Herbert was like basically tied with Mahomes and. Rich and Fields. No, not Fields. Uh, Lawrence. Anyway, I'm, I'm at, are you downgrading any of them or just whatever week one? Whatever week one. Uh, I, Herbert's, I agree with Dave, a little bit more pause on Herbert just because last year wasn't very good. Right. Philadelphia 25, New England 20. You want to have pause on somebody. I think Jalen Hurts looked terrible. Weather? Can we chalk it up to the weather? Maybe. Maybe it was the weather. Well, Belichick. Like, that's kind of what I thought with Goddard is how many tight ends are good against the Patriots. Yeah. But when you go into a game against the Eagles, is, is taking away Dallas Goddard really your primary goal? I think they just take away all tight ends. It's just by the nature of their defense. And we, we talked about this last week, Adam, about people saying the Patriots were going to have a great defense, and maybe they looked pretty great. Yeah, I, I wasn't convinced, really, because their secondary, I thought, would be a little weak, and then they put Jack Jones on IR. But uh, they did look really good. And yeah, seven of those points came on on defense for the Eagles. Adarius Slay, what was it, like a 70-yard interception return for a touchdown? So um, yeah. what, are your thoughts, what are your thoughts on Ramondre Stevenson? He had 12 carries for 25 yards, but he did have six catches for 64. Oh, man. You got bailed out big time by Stevenson because a lot of those catches came in the fourth quarter. Yep. 
Um, you, you'll be happy with his his stats for his snaps. Seventy four percent of the snaps, fourteen of fourteen snaps on third and fourth down, and both of the Patriots snaps inside the ten. Ramondre was on the field for. Uh, in PPR, you got bailed out by him. I thought he was still worth starting in PPR and non PPR. He gave you almost nine fantasy points. I guess that's not so bad for Ramondre. And does better Kendrick, matchups are coming. Does Kendrick Bourne matter? I think he might. <laughs> How about Juju? Only 33 yards on four catches. I, I, here's a question Mac Jones threw the ball 54 times. <laughs> How often is that going to be the case? Yeah, it's a great right. point. It's a great point. Uh, Tony Romo did say something like they Kendrick Bourne, they found their number one receiver or something like that. But I don't know. It's really hard to... Uh, well, it's funny. They, I did not put Mac Jones's stats in the notes. It is like the only player. 54 pass attempts. That was, must have been the last game I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not looking to pick up Kendrick Bourne, personally. Are you? Not yet. I'd rather pick up Puka Nakua. I would too. Okay. Well, that is it for today's show. A nice brief hour and nine minute show. That pretty good for all the game for fourteen games. Or should we ask the uh, the chat who they're worried about? Uh, Tomorrow night on the live stream, come for the fun and and tell us who you're worried about. Seven thirty p.m. Eastern. Um, we will be previewing Monday Night Football, but really just answering all your questions. You can tell us who you are worried about. And we will be back with Beyond the Box Score Monday morning at 11.30 a.m.-ish Eastern Time. Until then, see you later, everybody.